Welcome to this brand new podcast. For this episode, we got the one and only Real Stiffy. He started getting a lot of followers on Instagram and is currently at around 170,000. His unique style of editing, being consistent and following trends made him to where he's currently at. Sit back, relax and enjoy this podcast. Yeah, okay, to start things off, um, for the people that don't know you, can you introduce yourself shortly? Like, what, what, is the, what, is your, what do you do? Sure. So, I create content that usually involves, like, very short meme videos, which I upload to Instagram and Twitter, also on YouTube. But on YouTube, I am looking, or I've been making... Uh, longer type content like compilations of my memes and also something recently tutorials which i've really been enjoying i think for like editors in general it's really interesting to see uh how like the process is behind every meme you make yeah that's something that i want to also uh look to do and especially if you're like advanced in this certain program then uh since uh, I've seen some complicated memes out there and then uh, the stuff that do behind it is insane. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, for some videos, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that a lot of people tend to not notice. But from an editor's perspective, you know, there there's a lot. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's I think it's, it's good to branch out in that way as well then. Exactly. Uh, I personally, when I edit a lot of my content, I use After Effects, which I'm sure you are familiar with. Oh, yeah, yeah. I uh, use the whole Creative Cloud. uh, Like, I used to work with all of them. Yeah, it's great. Uh, So one thing that I actually did over the summer, and I also uploaded this process to my YouTube, but uh, every single day for 100 days, I made a short creative video, which was like motion graphics related in After Effects. So that really helped improve uh, my understanding of the program a lot. Oh, that's really good. That's the best way to learn, in my opinion. Exactly. A lot of people end up asking me like questions in my DMs. How do you edit? How do you get good? The number one answer is really just practice and consistency. I was about to ask you actually, like, uh, what would you advise for people to that want to get better at stuff? But that's uh, yeah, that's a great way of looking at it. Yeah. If you're comfortable with it, uh, can you tell me more about yourself? Sure, sure. So when I am not uh, creating content, um, I am a full-time college student, which is a lot of work. I'm a computer science major. And when I'm not doing that, uh, I've recently you know, picked up skating, which is a lot of fun. I really enjoy that. And uh, I work out sometimes. So that's Ooh. really it. Also, are you like planning to make uh, skating-related videos if you're really getting good at it? Um, probably not for uh, you know my main channel but i think a lot of uh the content that some people do when they get good at skating is like little edits or clips of their tricks and then they uh you know they post that on their instagram but i'll probably do that on like my personal account or something but if the opportunity does present itself which i've been thinking it might if i somehow get myself falling on recording i could turn that into a meme yeah, Maybe. there's definitely many ways to be creative with that. Yeah, there's tons. And um, like, how old are you and where are you from, actually? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, I am 19 years old and I am from New York. Ooh, how is uh, Corona treating you right now as well? With uh... <laughs> Yeah, so it's actually pretty unfortunate. Uh, because of that, I've been learning fully remotely, you know, haven't been on my college campus for uh, the past semester, which really sucks but it was the better option than actually going there yeah that's uh the whole situation has been kind of you know, interesting especially like all over the world but it's it's definitely uh, it's interesting to see like different cities uh and also uh, can you tell a fun fact about new york if you know any any chance for people that don't know like uh what new york is like mm, fun fact let's see it's really cold and uh and there's rats i don't know i can't really think of something What's it it like living there? Well, it depends because, you know, if you make the most of it, it can be a blast. But right now, there's not really a good way to do that, Uh, especially with talks of uh, shutting down the city. Not completely, but like a lot of businesses and closing stuff down now that cases are rising again. Yeah, it's uh, like hopefully it gets better soon, but I think it can still be going on for a while now, so... Got to see how yeah. it works out. 
How did you actually come up with your name, Real Stiffy? Oh, that is a long story. Uh, two years ago,、uh, actually, it's coming up on my two-year anniversary of like starting content creation under this name, which is really cool.、Uh, that's going to be on December thirtieth. But、um, when I started this page, right? Obviously, you know, I didn't really think I was going to go very far with this. So I was just thinking, okay, let me just repost memes like any other Instagram meme page. And I was just thinking of a name. And at the time, I was a very big Etika watcher. Rest in peace. Oh yeah. But、uh, he had this、uh, little sound that would play on his YouTube streams when people like subbed or donated to him or whatever. And the sound was a snippet from a parody song of Gummo by Six Nine. And in that song, it basically says the name. Like real stiffy, along、uh, with a bunch of other vulgar language. But that's you know, I was just thinking, what the hell am I gonna name this? And that just popped into my mind. It's definitely standing out from like the actual like I said, it's 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 like a recognizable name, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm glad that I thought of that. I guess. Like what usually with internets.、Um, Like if you have something going on, on the internet, like branding wise, you want something that stands out and that is like recognizable. And real exactly, st- real stiffy definitely stands out with that. Thank you. I think the only downside of it is that it can be interpreted as you know, like a bad word, and that's actually、uh, I don't think it's really hindered.、Uh, I guess like my progress anywhere except for TikTok. I think what happened、uh, when I tried to start a TikTok account under that name, people told me、uh, a lot、uh, after, but my name, like real stiffy, is like hidden from the search bar,、uh. or it was at least. I don't know what happened, but I tried searching it up again recently, and I think it came up, which is really weird. But that I don't know. I think that's the only real problem that's ever come up with. Having this name, it's also interesting in a way that they、uh, like everybody interpret what it is like sees names in different ways. So you can you can I guess think about your name in many different ways.、Um, yeah, there's a lot of meanings to it. Yeah, but if if like、uh, TikTok is already saying yeah, okay, this is something that we don't like. Yeah, that's a rough one. But yeah, at, the same, I... at the same time, I feel like it's also、uh, it's it's nothing to worry about since I feel like your name is kind of harmless. Yeah, I think. It'll be okay in the end. I don't think anything serious is gonna come of having this name, so that's good. And otherwise, you can always call yourself Stiffy or something. I don't know. Nah, it's just at the same time, it's not nah. Don't worry, it's it's gonna be alright. Also, how did you get into the memes? Right. Okay. So,、uh, I actually used to create content not on Instagram, on a different platform, a long time ago, maybe in like 2014, and、uh, I did that for a while. Until I ultimately left that app, and then I really was out of the meme scene for like a good couple of years. So I think when I actually started like getting back into it,、um, I had like no idea what was going on. I was completely out of the loop.、Uh, I think the only meme that I recognized that time when I actually started making content again, this was like at the end of 2018, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, you'd have any clip where something like crazy is about to happen, or someone's about to get hurt, and then you just pause it, zoom in, and play the song. Oh, I、and、remember that one. Yeah, it was super popular, and that's probably like one of the first、uh, memes that I ever made. I was about to say it got quite mainstream. Do you notice like that when you got back into the memes that that, that a lot of things has changed, like、uh, that there were more people making them. Uh, that that they, the high quality went up and stuff like that.、Uh, I couldn't really tell the difference because I went from making content on one platform to making content on a different platform. So things kind of like I couldn't tell a difference because that was like the only thing that I knew for、yeah. that platform. Right when I started making、uh, content on Instagram, I I had never experienced what it was like. To make content on Instagram before,、uh, but that being said, I think that's a really interesting thing.、Uh, speaking from like a modern perspective today, you can say like there's a lot more people actually creating content 
on Instagram or in general, you know, a lot of people making memes than they were in like 2019. Yeah, exactly. Uh, at least for the time that I've been collecting memes, like I think I started around 2015, 2014-ish. Um, wow. I noticed that a lot more people have been, like you see people go, come and go. Uh, that's right i've seen i've seen many many creators move over from like instagram twitter and they never uploaded on youtube and then i asked them to uh, to upload on youtube as well and i'm happy that they do it since i feel like it's it's a missed opportunity if you don't do that definitely uh, so if there's any people listening right now that make memes and they don't upload on every platform definitely do that since branching out is the best way to grow on, on like the internet in general exactly so um, I totally agree with that. Yeah, put it out everywhere you can. Uh, it doesn't matter like if it's a day or two days in between. If you just upload it on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter, I think those three platforms are already really big. And for short videos in general, TikTok can also be in- insane with few wise and stuff. So. Yeah, I'd say the only concern that I have with TikTok is that your stuff gets taken down a lot more easily. Like TikTok is way less lenient on what type of content that they allow on their platform than Instagram or Twitter, believe it or not. Yeah, they're probably more strict when it comes to anything that can be taken offensive or like you don't have as much freedom, I feel like. Yeah, I think uh, my TikTok got like temporarily barred from uploading content for like a solid week because I tried to upload like two memes and for some reason both of them were seen as like content that they don't want on that platform must can also be automated in a way yeah i mean it is automated you know i'm not saying like this one guy has a vendetta against me on the tiktok team but i guess you know the bot or whatever it is just didn't uh recognize both of those uh videos that i wanted to upload there as like legitimate content um, also, do you earn like a, a like a small amount of money from from your social media platforms? Like, do you, can you can you say this is like an extra job for you since you're a student? Um, I wouldn't really describe it as an extra job. I think the like the fullest extent that I can talk about uh, the way that I make money from this platform, and you know, I'm not going to like sugarcoat anything. I do make money from this platform, but. It's not significant. I would really describe this as like a side hustle because it's not something that I seriously make money from, but it's something that I enjoy doing and I make a little bit of money from, you know? That's really important. I feel like keeping it as a hobby uh, also keeps the joy inside of it instead of trying to rush your stuff and uh, aim for the money, if you know what I mean. Exactly. Do you have someone you look up to when it comes to memes or like any content in general? Sure, sure. When I first started making content, uh, my biggest inspirations came from watching a lot of the original memes that people made that were put on YouTube compilations. So I was seeing all of this content that people made. You know, I noticed the watermarks and I was just thinking, you know, okay. One day I want, you know, some videos that I make to be among those other names. And, you know, I can be specific here. I think some of them were I Got Silver, I think Large Trap. Um, I'm not sure. Nothing else really rings a bell, but there are definitely more. Yeah, we can also interview them in the future. It can be fun uh, to see what uh, what they have done to grow in their position right now. Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, also, what is your opinion on compilation channels? Ooh, okay. So, um, my opinion, you know, I don't really think like they're all so bad as that they don't deserve to have their channels. I think it's really situational in the way that they deal with uh, using the content that they use because, you know, obviously it's not their content, right? But on the other hand, a lot of creators can gain something positive from having their content used and spread throughout the internet. And I think this is the biggest dilemma about enforcing, you know, uh, fair use of like people's content because a balance has to be made, right? If you enforce um, the use 
of your content to such a point that anyone who uses your content that isn't you gets like taken down, that's not going to help you. That's going to hinder your progress. But if you allow your content to be spread in such a way that people are monetizing it and you're not getting anything back, not even exposure, then that's the worst case scenario. So you really need to find the balance in between those two. Yeah, exactly. Since I remember also like a lot of my friends, like I'm, I'm close with quite a few meme creators um, that their videos always re-uploaded to like channels and they purposely try to remove their watermarks, for example, which is something I think it's really scummy. Since that, they, yeah, that's really not allowed. You yeah, shouldn't do that. It's, it's just really scummy, even though like I get it if you want to like compile these videos at least give credit since I also still see a lot of people not giving any credit and they, they grow from that. Um, yeah, exactly. I, I personally, I know a few compilation channels and some of them I've had experience with them not crediting my or other people's content. But I think uh, most of those people I was able to come to a resolution with and, you know, we came to an agreement that, you know, I'm not going to strike your content if you just credit the creators in the description or you like credit them in some form. Yeah, exactly. And that's what, like, I don't mind at all if, if that's a compilation channel. I think they're also needed on YouTube since YouTube likes the longer videos, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, and now I feel like they're trying to compete with TikTok with the shorts, which is really huge since memes are always overlooked. Um, so right. that's, that's a big improvement. And for the people that don't know it yet, uh, if you upload short videos on YouTube, you have a pretty high chance of getting recommendations these days, uh, which is a big change since the, I feel like they were kind of feeling threatened by TikTok and other platforms like that. So uh, that's, a, that's a good change for meme creators right now. Definitely. I've been uploading a lot of uh, short videos recently myself. Yeah, and I feel like if you keep the quality up, you definitely have a good chance of getting, getting recommendations and stuff. Hopefully. What does your family think about what you do? Oh, great question. Um, so they actually do know about it. Uh, you know, some people, they say like, oh, I keep it a secret. None of them know. I was actually very like vocal about it. Not at the beginning, but when it really started taking off, I just told them, you know, what I was doing and they're pretty supportive of it. That's really important. Since yeah, I, definitely. I feel like if, if that's working against you, it's way harder to continue doing this. Absolutely. You know, if you're making content and your family thinks it's a waste of time, it's going to be a real, like, you know, that's, that sucks, right? That's really going to hinder you from making stuff that you like. But I'm glad that that's not the case for me personally. I feel like it's also hard to understand for, um, like, the, the other generations to see how, how much has changed over time. That's true. That like, I think for a lot of people, it's like a really difficult concept to wrap your head around, especially if you may belong to a generation that doesn't even know what memes are. Yeah. And then they see it on Facebook, for example, and then laugh their ass off. It's, uh, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting contrast, to be honest. And then, uh, for example, your watermark can be removed and they laugh about your video, for example. It's just such a weird weird way we live in these days. Like, it's, it's, yeah, it's interesting to see how it can develop. Yeah. Um, also, do your friends know about what you do? Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of them do. Um, I think when I first started my account, <clears throat> I tried to, like, not keep it secret, but I only told a few people about it. And then when it started growing, I started telling more people about it. And this was in my high school, by the way. Uh, you know, now that I'm in college, I don't really like be very vocal about it. But when I was in high school, I think a lot of people knew about my page when it started growing. I feel like it's also like fun to kind of keep it to yourself, to have it as a secret. In a way. Yeah, I agree. You know, I didn't really know that feeling until now because everyone just knew uh, in high school. But now I actually kind of like that. It's like, secretive exactly since i also remember when my players started popping off uh, i was like oh this is actually getting to a point right and uh, right it's um it's just it's just fun to, to know for yourself how things develop and nobody else knows about it 
So you have like this, in, in a way you have like a double, double life. Since it's just, actually such a great feeling. Yeah, it's just people don't know about it and you have like this whole internet personality or your internet account growing like crazy and nobody knows it's you. It's, uh, it's fun. Um, also, what was their reaction when you told them? Oh, so there wasn't really a, a reaction because, you know, my close friends, when I told them about the page, it had like, a hundred followers, right? So no one, including myself, really thought anything of it. But when it started growing, you know, people started being like, whoa, this is actually a thing. And that's when they started telling other people and, you know, word, I guess, got out. <laughs> it's also you stay humble in a way, since uh, they were there from the beginning. I also would say, what is the crazy reaction you've gotten? But I think it's just that it grows over time, right? Yeah. Oh, wait, hang on. For a crazy reaction, I think I actually met someone who followed me uh, and didn't know, like, who I was personally. Like, I met them in person, and they were just talking about pages, and then they mentioned my name, and then I was like, hmm, I think I recognized that, right? Did you, like, show, did you guy, show them? Did you show them that it was you? Yeah, I like, their mind was blown. <laughs> it was actually, it was really interesting that's so cool that's so cool honestly since i feel like it's uh it's like somewhat of a mystery and then you just reveal to them it's uh, it's you it's just uh, the concept behind this fun yeah i think the odds though yeah that's what i mean like, it's such a small world that's, they're that's... so small right yeah and i because you're I, not like a huge create you know i'm saying you but like i'm speaking about myself right i'm not like a huge creator in the sense, like, I think at the time I had like 60,000 followers on Instagram, which is a lot to like the, the normal, you know, average person, but it's really not a lot in the sense that, you know, you're not a celebrity, you're a, you're a nobody in a sense. I feel, yeah, you don't attach too much value to numbers. That's also something I can tell a lot of people since absolutely it's it can grow to your head and that's that's something you shouldn't do always stick to what you what you try to make and then stick with it yeah uh let's see have you ever met someone like other big influencers from instagram youtube or something like that mm, uh not yet actually which is i've actually been wanting to but you know haven't really been able to do anything recently because of the situation yeah then future plans can be uh, definitely interesting maybe collapse and uh, maybe you can record something in person and stuff can be a lot of fun yeah that would be sick also do you have like any other accounts which you're really close to close with like a lot of contact with and stuff like that yeah yeah tons um i think one group of people uh that i'm close with i would say is uh the merchants which is like the the group name i guess and there's a lot of people in there that i have known who also make content you know for like a year or maybe more and that's people like need um suck.exe uh ray ray randy you know all those people oh, i see and do you have anyone in particular mind who you think is underrated uh, when it comes to creating of this this type of memes? Ooh, underrated? I have tons. <laughs> I'm. I actually talked to this person the other day. Like, there's definitely people who are smaller than me in follower count, who I would say are like ten times better than me at editing, and definitely deserve more recognition. I think one of those is Adrash Gauda. He makes really great content. Damn, it's crazy because I'm I'm looking through my following page. A lot of these people like don't post anymore. It's making me sad. Yeah, I also like talking about that. I've actually encountered so many people who were like on a roll and when like meme creating and stuff. And at some point, they lose motivation since the numbers aren't showing anymore, and they lose traction. Um, right. And luckily, because I had such a big playlist, I launched a lot of, like, I launched actually a lot of uh, meme creators into YouTube. Um, you might recognize a few of them, I think, like, you know, Jacob, uh, Junkery. Yes. Um, and there were some other people as well. Like, they're now my colleagues, uh, which is fucking sick. Um, That's awesome. It's just how how most people, like, also, I don't know if you know um, Even Edits. 
which is also a guy I had high and high words of. Like that guy was insane when it comes to editing. Mm-hmm. Um, he basically stopped out of nowhere. Uh, I think because also YouTube was really bad when it comes to uh, income and and monetizing uh, memes in general. Um, yeah. so, and people like that, I feel like they just lose mo- motivation of uh, creating memes because of that stuff, since everything is working against them and uh, they rather focus on their education or work instead of uh, creating memes. I think, yeah, this is something I've experienced a lot. Uh, I've seen people experience a lot. I know a lack of motivation, you know, that can happen to anyone, you know, shit happens, right? But I personally, every time that I've had any like roadblock of some kind i've just kept going you know i've just kept making content i don't think i've taken a real like significant break from posting yet which is actually uh really interesting but any sort of demotivation that i've had just kind of like passed by me i don't know it's really it's really weird to describe I think the best piece of advice that I can give to anyone who is like also or not also, but is demotivated at this time is that the algorithm is going to like, it's going to be shitty on you. Sometimes I'm speaking about the algorithm because that's actually probably one of the biggest reasons for demotivation, right? Like you mentioned it earlier, posts flop, YouTube videos don't do well people stop making money, people start losing followers, big source of demotivation. But you just got to keep going through it. If you like your content and you think it's good and you keep making it, chances are other people still like that content and you're just going through a rough patch, right? It's all about ups and downs, especially on on social media that you can't always ride the highs, if you know what I mean. You can't always ride the wave. So absolutely, yeah, the wave will will, uh, go down eventually. And you just have to wait for the next one. And that's that's why you should keep posting and go do what you like doing instead of directly just cutting off what you just were doing. Um, Exactly. I think Instagram is like notorious for these ups and downs, because they change their algorithm like every couple of months. uh, How did you actually start out? Like, how did you? Yeah, how did you start out with your meme account? So yeah, this goes hand in hand with how I started in general. But um, the first thought that I had about like making any content at all stemmed from Instagram. Because when I first made an account, I just wanted it to be like some regular repost meme page. But then a couple months in, as it was growing and getting followers, I also started mixing in a little original content and then uh, only a little after I decided I'm going to stop reposting. I'm just going to go full original and make my own content. Did you also feel bad about uh, basically stealing people, other people, their videos or how do you say this? Like reposting. So when I reposted, uh, I didn't really post that many videos. Um, I didn't post other creators' memes. All I did was just post stuff from Reddit. And even when I did, I do remember actually crediting the users in the caption who posted. Ooh, that's honest work. That's uh, I don't see many people do that these days. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of respect to the meme accounts out there who still do that. Uh, I feel like it's in general, people's just, they to basically take whatever they can find on the internet and whatever they think it's funny and uh, and they spice up their own account with it, if you know what I mean. Like repost pages? Yeah, yeah. They basically just get whatever they can find and what they think it's funny and they just post it on their own account. I mean, I think that makes sense. You know, as a repost account, you definitely want to be posting funny stuff. It's just a question of how do you deal with the situation when you see a post that you find funny, you want to post it and there's a watermark on it. And I think, you know, for both of us, we're both, we've both made original content. We know the answer that's obvious to us is, you know, you want to credit the creator on the watermark, right? Yeah, exactly. But that's not obvious to a lot of people, surprisingly, or some people think at least the watermark there serves as the credit. So they don't need to do anything. 
Oh, like, I mean, I would say it's with the mindset, right? Like, uh, have you, had you ever had like the fear of your account being taken down because of copyright claims and stuff like that? Ooh, so I don't think I really ever got that deep into reposting. It was just something that I did when I was starting out for like a couple months and not a single time did I get any fear of like copyright or getting my account deleted because I had nothing to lose at that point. I was just a really small account with like a thousand, two thousand followers max. And that's where it starts. Yeah. But I definitely understand the fear for someone who is in like the hundred thousands. But that's when they actually, you know, they got to make sure that they credit people. Yeah, exactly. And also, like, is it, do you think it's likely that people get striked on Instagram? On Instagram, it's incredibly rare. I remember there was this one time someone used one of my posts as an advertisement uh, to promote this product that they were sponsored with. Oh, wow. And, you know, I was pretty angry about that, obviously, you know, who wouldn't be, right? Yeah. But I didn't try to do anything right away. First of all, I DM'd the guy who posted it. And I was like, hey, you know what? If you credit me, I'm totally fine with you doing this. And they just didn't respond. So naturally, after that, I did file something through Instagram. And you won't believe the email that I received back from them. It basically said that they had like the right to do that and that it didn't matter that I made the content that they were using to, to make money from. Fuck's sake. I don't know what yeah. their mindset is with those things. It just always makes you question. Instagram is being really strange right now because recently they've been taking a lot more steps to be more quote-unquote creator-friendly, which is nice. But then they pull shit like that. They're just a really untransparent company in general. And also, like, I think Instagram is also by Facebook. Um, so maybe the yeah. cu culture from Facebook also kind of transforms over to uh, to Instagram in that way. Maybe. I mean, I don't know that much about how Facebook runs their stuff, but that could definitely be an explanation. With, like, for example, Instagram, right? It's a lot of, um, how can you say this is a nice way? Uh, people that are not really into, like, deep into memes in that way. They right. just they just think oh it's funny let me share it with my friends and uh, that's sometimes also how they grow their own page, but yeah. of course if if they want to capitalize on it that's really scummy that's really scummy from uh, and that's when I also feel like it's good to strike them since then they know like oh they're doing something wrong. Yeah, I personally have no issue with someone monetizing my content if they credit me. Personally, I understand. Other creators may not feel the same way as me. They might be like, oh, they shouldn't monetize my content at all. Or at the very opposite, you know, they can monetize my content and not credit me. It really depends on, you know, who you are or, or what you think. But that's just my opinion on that. At that point, when they start monetizing your stuff, I feel like they, they should pay you back in, in some way. I feel like crediting mm -hmm. crediting isn't enough for uh, for someone to monetize something over what you made. That's uh, yeah. It's like yeah, you know, I can pay you an exposure. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's oh, yeah. I hate that so much. I hate that. I think I've definitely gotten many of those as someone who also freelances uh, for video editing. Oh, they want an exposure. You mean? Yeah, like people are like, hey, if you edit this. I'll, I'll shout you out or, Ooh, that's, or like, I'll credit you. That's so interesting. I've never talked about this about anyone, but for like, are, do you also edit outside of your meme page? Um, outside of my meme page, I've gotten a couple requests to make stuff, most of which I haven't accepted, but I've definitely gotten a few offers. There's this one guy who DM me one time, really big repost page, and he was asking... Uh, he was proposing this deal where I make him content under his name, right? So it would he be like his watermark on yeah. the memes? He'd post them on his page, and in return, he would post my content on his page. 
Jesus Christ. Oh, that's like, that makes no so sense. So it's all my content then. Like, okay. You should always watch out. We're doing stuff for free. Since then they feel like, uh, oh, you're just a friend. You can you can do this really quick for me, right? Exactly. And, that's uh, something you really need to like understand is establishing boundaries. Because what is editing? Like you're putting your time into making a video, you're putting your your creative process, your imagination, and your time. You know, time is money. So you should be compensated for something like that. And that's what a lot of people overlook. Since you spend time into learning editing, basically, it's a skill. And um, they, don't, they don't possess that skill. And once they start to think like, oh, you can do this real quick for me. Yeah, I feel like it doesn't work like that since you, you develop your skill. Absolutely. And uh, that's, uh, that's, I also want to advise the two other editors out there. If you're listening to this, then uh, definitely not do stuff for free. Or you need no, to, like, have, yeah, or you need to be have like a really good friend that you just do, like that does the same thing for you in a different way. Like it's it's uh, that you can just help each other out with different things. Are you actually able to monetize stuff on Instagram? So through Instagram, recently I know they've been introducing stuff like uh, monetizable um, IGTVs. I don't know if you know what those are, but yeah, uh, most so. Instagram videos are capped at like 60 seconds. So IGTVs can go up. I don't know what the cap is, but I've definitely seen a few go past like 10 minutes. So basically Instagram's version of, you know, YouTube videos, I guess. Uh, So they've been introducing monetization for those recently. Uh, I personally haven't tried using that yet and I don't think I will, but that's one form that Instagram is looking to uh, let creators monetize off of. Another thing is badges. Recently, Instagram introduced this thing. When you go live, people can pay money to donate or people can like pay you money to get a badge, right? So 99 cents. Yeah, when you comment, for example. When you comment? Yeah, when you put like a comment in below the post, do you get like a do you have like a badge in front of your name or something? So that's uh, that's how stupid the system is, right? When you when you buy one of these badges and you comment uh, on a live, it will show the badge, but not on anything else, just on the live. Also, any badge that you have purchased for the duration of that live only matters for that specific live. So it's not permanent. Oh, wow. It's not a really good system. So I, you know, I had it for like four lives or so because, you know, when I, I go live on Instagram, sometimes I do stuff like cooking or anything really. And uh, I had lives on for the time. I had badges on, sorry. But I've disabled that option recently because it's really just not worth anyone's money. That's so interesting that they try something new and I feel like it's not really well developed for the platform itself. I think it could definitely work if it showed up on the comment section. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. You want to like, then you're also motivating people to leave a comment. Yo, I should totally suggest that. That's actually a great idea. I mean, that's what YouTube does already. And I feel like Twitch is also doing that quite well with like different tier badges. Yeah. And they, I feel like they, they, already are on to this path in a way. So yeah. it's only a matter of time. I think Instagram yeah. is it's just starting out. How long has this but, feature been implemented actually? Um, well, they rolled it out early and I was one of the people who got like earlier access to it, but I'm not sure if there's like a follower cap to, to being able to have it on. Might be 100K then or something like that. Who knows? But I've had it for like a couple months now. Interesting. Yeah, I've never heard about it. Also, how do people react when you put like ads on your page? So as for actual ads, like full blown, click the link in my bio, um, buy this new product. I haven't done any of those for a really long time. I remember the last time I did it, maybe it was like, must have been almost a year ago, but I was advertising one of those like extendable 
metal poles. <laughs> I don't know if you know what those are. I like a selfie stick. Yeah, well, not not even a selfie stick. It's just, I don't know, maybe they were advertising it as like a cool gimmick or like even a weapon, <laughs> but it's like this small iron cylinder that you can put in your pocket and then you like open a cap or something and then it extends to a full pole. I don't know why I took that offer to promote it, but I did. And I remember posting that ad and most people were like, oh, well, not most people, but some of the comments were like, sell out. Why are you doing this? But then I was just, you know, I was transparent. I was like, hey, I'm a college student just trying to secure the bread. And um, I don't do any of these often. So, you know. That, that's why I'm doing it. This is one thing that I found on Instagram, at least. Well, maybe in general, too. But if you're transparent about why you do things, you will be met with uh, a majority of support. Yeah, so, true. like, when I explained why I was doing that, everyone was like, oh, that's cool. You know, you deserve it. You can do more. I don't care. Most people were very nice about it. I feel like they are really fast with judging judging people that put ads on their uh, on their page. It's Oh uh, yeah, of course. Of course. Because oh. most people are like, you know, hate comments first, ask questions later. Yeah, what Many is your opinion people on that, are quick actually? to judge. Yeah, what is your opinion on that? What impact does it have on you? Like uh, that Ooh. they should know since I feel like a lot of people just put their fucking comment down. Uh, right, without, right. Without realizing like, oh, this can have a long-term effect on you, for example. Right. Well, this is about the internet in general, but obviously, you know, because there's a screen between one person and the other, they're, of course, going to like not think that what they're saying really matters or affects the other person as much. And so this is something that I had difficulties coming to term with at first, you know, when I was growing as a creator. And I was on the smaller side. The first hate comments bothered me a little. You know, I'm not even going to say a little. They did bother me. But now I just kind of accept it because there's no real way to, like, stop them from happening. And you have to understand that they, they're not really, like, fully considering the whole situation. So, like, when someone comments, oh, this is garbage, like, this stinks, I don't take it personally because... It's just what they think about the content. It's not like they think less of me as a person. And while they are saying it in a negative way, do I really care? No, because, you know, they don't know me. At the end of the day, I'm making more content and some of it may be good. Some of it may be bad in their opinion, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. What is your advice on people that just like start to get hate, for example, in this situation? Since I feel like it can actually throw off a lot of new people to, to anything that they create. In, in, like, it doesn't really matter yeah. what you create. One thing that you have to keep in mind as a creator is that you can't please everyone. There's always going to be someone who thinks negatively of you and you can't just be friends with everyone. That's definitely something that I had trouble accepting at first, but that's just, you know, you're going to have to realize that if you want to be able to continue making content because you're always going to get hate. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a good take. I, I think the same in a way. Did you ever do collabs yeah, actually on Instagram? I haven't done a lot. Um, I think I did way more when I was starting on, you know, early. But recently I did do a collab that I liked a lot with the voice plug. I don't know if you've heard of him. Uh, it rings a bell in a way. He's a very talented voice actor. He can do lot of voices so i had him voice kronk from the emperor's new groove and um we made a little video together i think a couple weeks ago i had a lot of fun making that and his voice was just perfect for it so you know for collabs i think it can be difficult to make something that like works unless you combine your set of skills with the other person's because if you're both video editors and you're both like oh i i can mask really well then like what's the other person gonna do right yeah exactly <laughs> so like i collabed with this guy recently 
and as I mentioned, the voice plug, he's a voice actor. So he did the audio part and then I did the visuals and it worked perfect. I think that's, uh, that's indeed the perfect way to collab in that sense. Yeah, your strengths just have to play off each other. Yeah, exactly. And also um, about like growing, uh, growing on Instagram, uh, what are the main ingredients that helped you grow and stand out from all the others? Great question. I think the, the biggest ingredient has got to be consistency because I think there's like a big debate regarding content, uh, which is better, quantity or quality. But what you're missing is consistency. How consistent are you going to be when you make quality content or a lot of content? Because you can make a lot of content if you post like five times a day and then don't post for like four days, that's not even going to matter. But if you make like quality, quality content, you post once a week, that can work. I've seen it happen a lot, actually, that they, the quality is so extremely high that they will just stand out from all the others. And exactly. Yeah, and then it doesn't really matter if you post once once a week or once a month. Uh, people will just follow you because of your insane editing skills. But as long as you're consistent with it, that's how you can make it work. There's no in the middle. Yeah. There is, so you have to be consistent or the quality has to be really high. That's That's basically it, I think, then. That's a pretty good way to describe it, yeah. I think there was one point when I was growing really fast on Instagram and I was just posting once a day, but the, the quality of the content wasn't really that high. It, like, I think at most it took like 20 minutes to make a video then. And since then, I've stepped up the overall quality a little, but it's not like super high quality stuff that takes like 10 hours to make. I mean, you can't afford to put that many hours into like a shit post. That's not exactly. Yeah. Maybe once in a while, but that, you can't maintain that for a long period. Yeah. That's like what I like to do. I like to make a balance of stuff. I call it medium effort, right? Cause yeah. I can make total shit posts one time and then I can make something, I uh, spend like three hours on it. That's like making the combination of content that's what i like to do and what makes you pick instagram over any other platform like youtube for example i'm honestly not sure i think it was just how when i was you know before i started out i was watching all these meme compilations on youtube and most of the big names that were on there were from instagram so i was like okay i guess the best uh platform to start on is instagram <laughs> And did you, like, at what point did you think, like, oh, it might also be good to put it on YouTube? Mm. I'm not sure. It might have been in, like, April or something. It wasn't soon. Like, that was definitely an afterthought. Yeah, since I've seen a lot of Instagram accounts that are, like, really active, they post maybe once every two days, or they just mm -hmm. are, they are pretty consistent. That's their main platform. But they post, like, once a week or once a month on YouTube. Or they didn't I'm even guilty. They didn't even post post at all. Uh, it's I'm, I'm guilty of doing that. I'm not that active on YouTube. It's honestly a real a real shame since, of course, I'm really digging around to find uh, to find quality stuff. And I noticed that the guys on Instagram uh, they definitely have the skill, but they just I feel like they limit them, themselves to one platform, which is a shame. That's true. I'm gonna be making more youtube exclusive stuff in the future so it doesn't even have to be exclusive i feel like if you just uh if you, for example if you just upload it on on instagram and you basically at least if you dump all your memes on youtube at, at one day it can also work out even if you put like a shitty title it just shouldn't really matter mm -hmm. um if you just put it out on youtube you have a higher reach of a new audience and which can lead them again to your instagram page and if you just have that in the description or t in a pinned comment, that's you're can, right. You're right. It's just, it's all about the, the gigantic web that you lay out over the internet. All right. I'll post more on YouTube. That's, that's my vow to you. Right now. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to promise it to me, but it's, it's smart in my opinion. It's really smart. No, I, I totally agree with you. And, um, what was the weirdest sponsor offer you ever gotten? <laughs> There's a few I can talk about. The most recent one I got was this guy asking me to promote children's toys 
like toys for full-on like four-year-olds which was really weird because that's not my primary audience <laughs> that's yeah maybe you have too much money i don't know what's up maybe they have too much too much money that they just uh say like oh you promote our stuff and uh, have some money here you go or maybe they just don't know you know they don't have a basic concept in marketing i don't yeah, know man. target audience they are definitely wrong on that one absolutely and what was the other one? Oh, the other one i think it was they wanted me to promote like sex toys or something oh yeah that's i think that's more common these days actually yeah since uh, I, I think Grande also had some prostitute website or something that wanted to, oh wow yeah he had something like it as well i could have been the second coming of moist critical <laughs> oh. I should have taken it. I regret it every single day. And uh, did you ever get like backlash for making a certain meme? Oh yeah, plenty of times. It's only natural. I think if you're like too late on a trend, there will be backlash. Like if you make a meme at the point where a trend is being oversaturated. Then, of course, there's going to be a couple comments that are like, wow, this is old. You're behind the times. You suck. But, it, you know, it's only natural. So there's definitely uh, that's definitely happened to me on multiple occasions. Wait, that's yeah. Memes, uh, memes are rough sometimes. Yeah. And uh, do you, does it still affect you? Mm. Like the hate I'm... or like the, the people that are always like complaining. Right. I mean, even now it can get annoying, but. It doesn't like cut deep, you know. Yeah, I see. It's at some point you just let it go one ear, one ear in and the other ear out. It's just you don't want to pay attention to it. You got to. Yeah. Right? Otherwise, yeah. Otherwise, you won't survive on the internet. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Did you ever make a make a meme and you feel like, oh, you felt like, oh, I'm never gonna top this one? Yeah, definitely multiple times. Because I think. Um, when I was making content, starting out at the very beginning, in terms of my editing skills, I sucked. So every time I pushed myself to make something, and then I was finally done with it, I was like, what the hell? How did, how did I do that? But then now, looking back at some of the stuff I made, when back then I was like, whoa, that was crazy. Now I'm like, you know, that, that was child's play, right? Like, I think that's just part of growing as, like, an editor and gaining skills as time goes on. Yeah, exactly. It's just, uh, I mean, the more time you spend on a program, the more you will, of course, develop. And, uh, I mean, I spent plenty of hours onto, like, a certain plugin. And right. once you get to know it, it's I think it's pretty basic. And then uh, next time you will just do it in 10 minutes. It's... Uh, it's really yeah. interesting how fast you can learn with these things. And then all of a sudden your, your quality of memes will just skyrocket. And have you ever made like a meme and you thought like, Oh, why did I even put this out? Oh, of course. <laughs> uh, you know, that happens a lot. Most of the stuff that I post, I, I don't really have like doubts with, um, with like whether I should have posted it or not. But you know, there's going to be many times when you're like on the fence of posting something. You're like, should I really post this? And then you end up being like, yeah, I'll post it. And then, you know, when all is said and done, you're like, okay, maybe I shouldn't have posted that. But in the end, um, you know, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to do stuff that you, in retrospect, don't think is right. But that's like totally okay. It's all about like experiencing it at least once, uh, especially with like uh, trends. I think on Instagram, people are less focused on like the political, political side, since they don't really care. I noticed on YouTube, a lot of people when they post like uh, you know when Trump and Biden was going on, you have, right. pe you have people being really careful with it. But on Instagram, they just don't give a shit. They just shit post with it. They just, <laughs> they just go all out. <laughs> it, it's really interesting to see the difference, honestly. Since, That's true. Since all the all the political memes I've seen, honest, um, were I think eighty percent were from Instagram accounts. Oh wow! Yeah, honestly, it was it's really interesting to see. Um, and I think most people that are on YouTube, 
they they care more about like their i guess long term in a way mm-hmm. uh and especially if you already have a following um they uh, they just don't want to go political in that sense and then you have these guys just shitting all over the place with uh <laughs> with the biden memes and stuff like that it's it's right. funny to see i never really considered uh you know how it was for people who primarily make content on youtube so that's really interesting yeah and i especially uh instagram it is i think it's harder to reach out to the creator right mm-hmm. uh, in in a way that it feels like it's some sort of barrier in between and on youtube the comments are way more put out there like you're you scroll down and you already see the comments and on instagram you have to open it before you see the comments and i think um that's already a little bit making a difference in that sense since every time you hmm. click that video, you will see the comments. And on Instagram, you get a notification for it. And you see the comment, of course. You see it as a creator then. But right. it's, I don't know, it's not, it doesn't really, I don't know. Maybe because I'm not really used to putting content on Instagram. It's, That's uh, fair. I feel like it's, it's qu- quite a bit different. And I mean, you're definitely uh, making sense. I think one significant difference that I've noticed on uh on youtube and i don't know if this is because i have less of a presence on youtube but the comments there are much nicer um because i don't know what it is but i think it's actually the opposite since really it's anonymous right you're not really connecting Mm -hmm. your account like your uh since instagram is a lot of people that have their personal account right with their names Mm -hmm. all out and stuff and on youtube it's a lot more anonymous so if you make a political meme people will absolutely shit over you oh maybe it's because i don't have as big of a youtube presence who knows yeah and the dis i think it's also likes and dislikes right on instagram you can't really see that you don't have a like and dislike oh yeah you can't dislike on instagram yes and i think that might also make a big difference uh, and well, you can't even see likes anymore for some people. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like if you just put out the meme, it doesn't really matter if it's liked or not in that sense. Mm-hmm. And on YouTube, you have giant bar. If that's completely red, then yeah, it's not really good for your channel. So I think that's why people are also more careful about it. It just it just came up to me actually. That mm-hmm. that might have been it. It was hard to explain, but yeah. No, I totally get it. I I just. I've never considered how really different it was for someone who primarily makes stuff on YouTube versus Instagram. That's really good to know. And also for future creators, it's uh, I would I would highly advise to not go too political, since uh, you only attract a certain audience with it, and uh, it's uh, yeah, it's only sparking a conversation. If you know what I mean, it's not really. Oh, that's it, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. I'd like to touch on. I think for my page, I haven't really made anything that's like absurdly political. Uh, if any anything that I've made that's like really political has just been a joke, like not really trying to start any disagreements or or like flame wars in the comments. I know there's definitely people who will want to do that on purpose to get more comments. Um, and I think some of the posts that I've made in the past could have definitely caused potential flame wars in the comments. But overall, in terms of political content, that's something that I do try to avoid. Yeah, exactly. I also had in the past, um, I used to have like an old, like, what's it called? You know, in 2016, when Trump was elected, right? Right, yeah. I used to have a profile picture because that was a trending meme. I never thought much of it. But at some point, people thought I was a Trump supporter and everything like that. And I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to pick sides, and I'm not even. Right. I'm not even American, so why would should that matter?" Um, so I, think it, I remember that actually. Yeah, it was really strange to see. And then I had I just changed it because I just didn't want people to. I mean, they they instantly voiced their opinion on it. It's really really strange to see. Uh, it's like you said earlier, people are quick to judge yeah exactly so i changed it and uh, luckily now i i don't really get those comments anymore only on the i trumpy that i made earlier like uh 2018 uh people are still like uh yeah 
Trump supporters sharing that video sometimes, or you have, mm -hmm. uh, of course, there's also like the really nice comments about, how I say this, um, like it, the, the video is really neutral. Like I, I try to not make people pick sides and it was like a giant reality soap in that sense. The whole, mm. the whole voting and stuff. Like, just like this year, honestly. Holy shit. But yeah, that was basically, uh, what I got like a little bit of backlash from. Uh, even though I try to stay as neutral as possible, you just can't. You just can't when it's political. It's, it's not possible. Yeah. And that's when I found out. So I will, I will never touch it again. It's just nah. Or I need to find another like golden idea and just make a nice shit post out of it. But I just, yeah, I don't like politics at all. It just, you can never win. <laughs> That's true. Um, let's see. What would you change on Instagram if you had the power? Ooh. I mean, I mentioned uh, earlier how Instagram is notorious for not being transparent. So this isn't really like a feature that I wish they could add. But I really do wish that they could just be more honest. Like, you know how Instagram has shadow bans, right? I actually didn't know that. Oh, well, they do. So if you get a post deleted, um, what will happen is for like two weeks or so, your engagement will be limited and your possible amount of like new people that your posts can reach will be uh, decreased like significantly. And the thing is, they don't even mention that anywhere in their terms of service or like their punishments. So it's like a, a secret thing that they do that they haven't even acknowledged. But anyone who's like a creator and who has posted content on Instagram will know that it exists. Damn, I never knew about that. That's really interesting. Yeah. And that's not even like the half of it in terms of stuff that they aren't transparent about. I'm sure you heard, um, you know, in about August of last year, there was uh, like the big band wave on Instagram. I also didn't know about that since I'm not as active in that. In that's that fair. That's fair. But a bunch of uh, meme accounts were banned, like some with uh, followers in the millions. Oh, uh, and they weren't necessarily original accounts. You know, the reason for a lot of them being banned is unknown. But I think there were definitely a few uh, people who made original content who were like caught in the midst of that oh shit dude that's actually like terrifying if you're if it's actually your income and stuff absolutely and some of the people didn't even get explanations so that's what i'm talking about uh in terms of their lack of transparency well i heard more stories about that stuff but yeah let's not dive too deep into that it's just yeah i i, uh, I completely agree transparency is in my opinion the best uh best thing to have and especially context within the platform absolutely but that's hard to come by as a creator honestly well, I need to be insanely big, but yeah, that's uh, that's hard to, uh, that's the way you need to grow. Mm -hmm. Do you ever get sick of memes? Mm, great question. I think I've been burnt out, you know, a couple of times. Uh, not really for a significant period, but if anyone, you know, almost anyone who makes content for like um, a long amount of time consistently will get burnt out. You know, it's just inevitable. So... At some points, you know, when you feel like you're starting to get sick of content, it's honestly in your best interest. You know, I did say consistency earlier was the key, but it's in the best interest for your mental health to just take a step back and focus on some other stuff. Because burnout does happen. Yeah. And otherwise, you, uh, you only drag yourself down, I feel like, in the long run. Exactly. That's great advice, actually. Has, I'm glad has it, think so. Has it ever happened to you? Like, did you have a burnout? Or like, uh, um, that you're burned out on the content? Honestly, I can't say, like, completely. But I've definitely been unmotivated to make content for, like, a couple of days. There was some point where I was, like, trying to think of ideas. Like, sometimes when you try to think of ideas, nothing will come up. And you're just sitting there for, like, a, a really long time trying to think of what to make and nothing's coming up, that can be, you know, that can definitely cause burnout. But that's exactly when you want to take a step back and just, you know, say, okay, whatever, I'm not going to make anything today. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. And what's like, what is the 
best thing you like about doing this? Since now we had like, if you get burned out, but what what do you like the most about um, like yeah being a creator on Instagram? Well, I definitely love to to see the DMs and like the the nice comments people saying when I'm sad, I watch your content. It makes my day or thank you. You inspired me to make a new page or like start making content. I definitely love seeing that. I think the greatest reward that comes out of making content has got to be, um, you know, just overall positive receptions, good vibes. People are posting uh, the stuff everywhere, sharing it and um I don't think there's any other way to describe it, really. Yeah, it keeps you going with the grind. Absolutely. That's really good. It's very motivating. Yeah, exactly. But do you have any future plans or goals in your vision? Mm, That's a really interesting point. I mean, I think I'm just going to keep making content. Whatever happens, happens, you know? I don't have, like, really big plans other than to make more editing tutorials in, like, you know, related to memes and um and try to help people on their journey to making content but other than that you know just gonna keep making memes you know i mean that's uh just go with the flow then exactly because i'm not uh gonna like work towards making this thing you know my entire livelihood or anything right this is just like a side hobby that i really enjoy yeah it can develop into something big it could and that's why i'm saying you know i'm just gonna go with the flow Exactly. That's the right mindset. Then also you won't be as burned out over time uh, since you don't have as much pressure then. Exactly. If you make this your priority, that could be really hard on you on the mental side of things. That's what a lot of people do wrong, I feel like. That's true. And the same with my YouTube. I've not been uploading like that often, uh, especially meme-wise. Oh, come on. Uh, No, it's (laughs) just... your own advice. It's just that, uh, of course, I work, I stream myself, um, and at the same time, um, the YouTube has been, like, actually has been cucking me for over two years uh, with monetization. I've I've made uh, astonishing, I think, $350, over 25 million views. Wow. Uh, Yes, and I haven't even cashed it out since I'm too lazy to do that at this point. (laughs) <laughs> right. Um, but it has been, everything has been claimed. Everything has been demonetized. Everything has been just a rough ride from the start. And I was... At that, yeah, and that's that's really took me down as a creator on YouTube. Uh, so now I'm just doing these podcasts since I really enjoy doing them. You get to know a lot of creators. And at the same time, uh, I, they don't get demonetized. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know why this would get too much. Time. No, but it's just yeah, maybe swear words and stuff. But I, I couldn't care oh, less. True. Yeah, I just my uh, bad. No, I, I do it myself. Um, but that has been like the whole YouTube. Like everything's or you can get rich and stuff, but it's so bumpy. It's so bumpy sometimes, and it's really inconsistent. Uh, so that's why I highly advise to just have it as a hobby, and that's what I'm doing right now. I just do these podcasts from time to time. Um, because I enjoy doing them instead of always trying to push out content. It's uh, it's a lot more reaction, l- relaxing on the mind. And uh, that's what I would advise a lot of more people to do. Yeah, respect. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, and whenever I feel like making a high-quality meme, I'll just put them out and uh, see what people think about it. That's, that's basically how I roll with memes these days. Also, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you check out the Neverthink app and follow my channel for more future podcasts and meme edits. You can also listen to Meme Writer Podcast on Spotify, so make sure you check it out as well. And I'll see you guys in the next one.